and hello again and welcome to the Earthsea Love Podcast. And this episode is a little different. It's something that has been, you know, just percolating away in the background and what better way to dry it out than to just do it. So we're going to be bringing you a few episodes which are sharing creative pieces that can be poetry or fiction or stories or memoirs which are couched within the natural environment that is somehow the the persona or the voice within each piece has a connection and relationship with nature and what better way to try it out than to um, share some of my work to start off with um, and again I think when you share your creative work especially I know my creative work it is adding to my narrative around my black body with slash in nature so sit back and relax while I share a, a poem with you which is called don't sacrifice your skin for anyone which is a poem a prose poem I would say in a number of parts and explores my in and out relationship with Iceland yeah Iceland has to feature again on this podcast <laughs> what can I say I, I miss the place and revisiting this piece again um, just brought it all back. The good times and maybe some bad times, but the true relationship of any love affair, isn't there? Good times and bad. Anyway, welcome back to the Earthsea Love Podcast. Thanks for being here. <music> Hello and welcome, welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earth Sea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories, our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast.
Lucy Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Thank you. Don't sacrifice your skin for anyone. 1. Driving on the open road, a wide blue sky beckons me on. Tarmac whistling from mounds of snow, sun-bleached grass, waves. I'm heading in no particular direction, stopping when the mood takes me, eating fish, talking to the locals, burrowing my toes in black sand, soaking up this slow, old-fashioned breath of life. Two, you have to respect ice. It holds ancient air, air bubbles from centuries past that can be drilled out and analysed, retrieve vital information about climates past. Like the rings within trees, each bubble holds clues about life. I wonder if they drilled through me, pulled out bubbles of air, what secrets they'd find. I say good luck to them. I live in this body and I still don't know or have a clue about who I am from one moment to the next. The key to that knowledge is ancient. Three, I'm late collecting my luggage. I'm one of the last few to go through security. A uniformed man and woman stop me ask me to follow them to an inspection area. No one else from my flight is there. While the woman switches on their x-ray machine thingy, the man seizes my luggage. He asks me questions at the same time. Is this your first time in Iceland? Where are you from? How long are you here for? Why are you here? Are you here for work? From the stopping and searching and questioning, I can't help but answer the questions with attitude. Short and snappy, there's tension in my voice that comes out sounding like impatience and disbelief and exasperation. All the time they send my luggage through the conveyor belt sensor backwards and forwards, pointing out things on the screen and saying things in Icelandic to each other. Then they put on the rubber gloves and start to open up my luggage, pulling things out, moving things around. The woman pulls out my coffee and my squeezy lemon and bottle of honey and holds each one up to the man. I verify what they are. Then I'm free to go. Have a nice stay here. Enjoy your visit. Smile, smile, smile. Four. I sleep in the cradle of mountains. The silence is soft and muffled and heavy. It rains overnight. Looking out across the fjord, I see black, brown and sage as the landscape loses its white mantle. Life is coming back to the western valley. An icy wind still blowing in from the Arctic But the land is on the turn and it reflects in my mood. I find myself humming as I fix coffee. My hips sway between the cooker and the sink 
in the cabin. My cheeks are flushed and even without looking I know my eyes are sparkling, matching the ice crystals in the remaining snow. 5. In the 9th century, the first Viking to sight Iceland was Garda Svavarsson. His ship ran off course in harsh weather while sailing from Norway to the Faroe Islands. Off the back of his reports, Norsemen and Celts followed and settled. With little significant immigration since that period, Iceland remains genetically homogenous, isolated, Nordic, white. 6. The smooth fold of the map between my fingers brings me right back into the excitement swelling in my stomach. I'm actually doing this alone, driving the ring road around the island with only Beyonce to keep me company. Lemonade. Empowering. The glacier lagoon is just there by the side of the road. It's weird how close it is to modern civilization. I soak it all in. This luminous, turquoise, bluey-green river with floating icebergs. Bulky icebergs that are melting rapidly. Tourists take photographs of themselves with a foot propped up on an iceberg, like hunters displaying their kill. I feel disgusted. But how am I any different? I came on a whim. I came on a credit card. 7. Foreigners in Iceland are required to carry a passport or legal identification at all times. The law also states that the police can search your home if they suspect that you might be attempting to usurp their immigration laws. It's human nature to clamp ourselves together into groups of people that look, talk and think the same. It's about feeling safe. Throw someone different into the mix and the seeds of prejudice blossom. 8. Coppery red flat tops curl in towards soft, shiny centres. The symbiosis of fungus and a green algae. Lichen is the first plant to colonise a hardened lava field. Versatile and hardy, it thrives to survive under harsh, volatile conditions. I marvel at its tenacity, wishing I was as robust. Clinging to rocks, tree trunks and wire, lichen grows and glows. Branching and shrubby, once upon a time I would have been too afraid to look so closely to distinguish life amongst the dark holes of decay. Now I don't look away. Now I see the beauty. 9. During the interwar period, there was a nationwide building of swimming pools. Being able to swim was very important for a country heavily reliant on fishing. It was a matter of safety. Each village has a swimming pool. It's a place of worship with sauna and coffee and community. 10. 
Inside a bookshop in Reykjavik, on the top floor, is a coffee shop. I order a latte and search for a seat. A man looks to believe in. I utter the word excuse when he looks at me and shouts, Get the fuck out of here, you fucking nigger! Followed by a guttural laugh in my face. I stand with a mouth open, speechless. I close my mouth and walk away. I feel as if I've been slapped in the face. I feel exposed. I sit in a corner. My vision blurs. I feel a wetness in my hands. The man's guttural sounds continue. I realise he must be mentally unstable. There has to be something wrong with him. In that moment, I'm glad I didn't respond to his abuse with abuse. It's not part of my makeup. I know that much. 11. You have to get naked into the showers first before you put on a swimming suit. Wash all your parts, especially your armpits, your genitals and feet. Then you're allowed into the pool. I hesitate before I haul my black body in there. I fear there'll be security guards overseeing the washing of the bodily parts. The pool is busy. I get in. Water, not too hot and not too cold. Just right. I swim for the hell of it. Allowing the water to slide off my shoulders as I extend my arms in breaststroke. Allowing the water to glide between my legs as I repeat the action like a frog. Stretching my body out and then contracting. Expand and contract. Expand and contract. I feel energised and free. Uncomfortable. I have a feeling of gratitude towards my body. I felt calm and centred and present. 